no matter what the circumstances say, trust in what God has spoken to you. And that is today's Morning Mocks. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. Today is Testimony Thursday, and we have a CBN testimony of a lady who was healed of leukemia and how God had promised her beforehand so that she had that promise to hold on to while she was going through it. Here's the testimony. Coming from a background of broken home, fatherless home and we were poor there were six kids we had nothing so my whole idea was if I'm successful and I have finances then people won't look at me as a a poor orphan they'll see my success Vera Kirkpatrick made a name for herself selling art by her mid-twenties she was the successful woman she always dreamed of becoming I wanted to create my own rules my own world, you know. Vera met John Kirkpatrick, and they married. John's faith in God was strong, and he tried to share it with his wife. I found someone that was really into me, that loved me, that would do anything for me. Vera and John moved to Hawaii and invested in two art galleries. Together, they became even more successful. But Vera felt the emptiness that had haunted her childhood. She decided John was the problem. John ended up putting me on a pedestal. And that was good for a while, but then I got tired of that. John couldn't understand why Vera didn't appreciate his attention. Well, I thought she was wrong. (laughs) You know, I knew that, that she needed me and what I could provide was valuable. Vera saw it as control. I didn't want to be molded and shaped. I'm the powerful person, not we, but me. The years passed, the marriage suffered. Even as they raised three children, Vera thought about leaving John. But by the summer of 2009, Vera would need John more than ever. Her routine physical revealed troubling news. You know, you haven't been here in six years. I'm going to do a routine blood test. Vera was never sick and worked out twice a day. She says the results of her blood work were like a punch in the stomach. I've got some bad news. And I said, what's the bad news? He goes, I think you have leukemia. And I'm like, what's leukemia? And I go, I'm thinking for a minute. I'm like, wait, I'm like, is that a cancer? And he goes, yeah. And he said, what's worse? I think you have about two weeks to live. She wanted a second opinion. So oncologist Anthony DeSalvo was called in. He confirmed the results. Acute leukemia in the absence of urgent treatment is rapidly fatal. Uh, It is typically within weeks without treatment, you will die. Vera needed more than success now. She needed God. She had attended church all her life, but didn't know if God would listen. I'm telling you, at that moment, everything just fell for me. It was like the bags, the clothes, the matching purse and shoes, none of that mattered. Okay, God, wait a minute. I'm at a crossroads here. Are you real? Can I call on you? 
Are you able? All these stories and all these things, was that for real my whole life? Are you mad at me? Will you even listen to me now? I've been doing everything on my own terms. The first thing I did was reached out for a lifesaver, and that was God. So I went back to my roots because I wasn't going to save myself. And you know, you can put your trust in medicine, but the ultimate healing is going to have to be God. Within two days, family was called in to take care of the children. Vera and John flew to Seattle, where they met Dr. John Pagel with the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center. His assessment of Vera's diagnosis of acute myeloid leukemia, or AML, wasn't promising. Not just garden variety AML, one of the worst kinds of AML you can have, really high risk. So we treated her with a novel regimen of chemotherapies, something we had rarely tried ever in other patients, and we weren't really sure if it would work. But we did feel that it was important for her, given the high-risk nature of her disease. Before the treatments began, John believed God gave them a promise. When the doctors come in, they have to, uh, to tell you all the worst-case scenarios. And it was like, whatever they said, it didn't matter, because I, God said she's going to live, she's going to live. This scripture, um, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, not to hurt you or to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. I took that literally. For months, Vera suffered through agonizing chemotherapy treatments. John stayed by her side and believed God for her healing. Their children flew to Seattle to spend time with her. But the days grew darker and darker. I was just overwhelmed. And in my pocket, I don't know if I heard something or whatever, and I just reached in my pocket, got my phone out, and they're like, this is the CBN prayer line. John and Vera relied on the CBN prayer center for support. But for a staff member to call them and know their need just amazed John. I'm like, wow, God, you knew at the exact moment. They rejoiced when Vera went into remission, but her battle for life was far from over. I think the odds of long-term success were close to zero without the stem cell transplant, for sure. But Vera's blood contained a rare antigen that was difficult to match. The search for a donor went worldwide. Days passed, and Vera waited. The whole time, you're just going, if I can get through this, if I can get through this and get the transplant, I'm going to live. So you just go into survival mode. Finally, a donor was found. So we had to use an alternative donor that wasn't completely matched, and that was very, also very high risk and more challenging. The same month Vera was diagnosed with leukemia, a man named Dimitri was volunteering a saliva sample at the blood bank in Tel Aviv. 21 days after the transplant, Vera left the cancer center to be monitored off campus. I personally believe that God had his wonderful hands all over Vera. No question about it. You could see it every single day when you saw her. After seven months, Vera finally returned home to Hawaii. Dr. Anthony DeSalvo took over her care. It's amazing. I mean, I've sent quite a few people for transplants, been 
I, I know how many over the years. I've never seen anything like Vera. I've never seen anybody recover so quickly and so profoundly. John and Vera say the promise God gave them came to pass. I think the message to me was, if God gives you a promise, trust in that promise, because uh, it will come to pass. No matter what the circumstances say, trust in what God has spoken to you. It's a beautiful love affair with God and I now, and he mended. My broken heart, he fixed my marriage and brings peace and joy to my home, to my stores, my galleries. And he's radically changed the children's hearts through God. And even my little nine-year-old, you know, Jesus healed my mommy's blood, and he did. This journey continues. It's all upward and onward. And I don't know what God has in store, but I, I'm pretty sure it's a good thing. Pretty sure it's a good thing. <laughs> That was a CBN testimony, and you can find that on YouTube if you search under CBN, A Miraculous Survival of Leukemia. You can also find out more information about CBN at their website, cbn.com. Hope you have an amazing day, and I'll see you again tomorrow for Fun Friday.